Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you're listening to Two Broke Wash Knobs. You have made it to episode 90. My God. My God. <laughs> ten, ten more episodes until everyone gets mailed bees. Right? <laughs> what are we doing for our, 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 our centennial 100th episode? I don't know, but we have to think about it. Episode 90. We, it's, it's time to start thinking about it. We have to treat the audience <laughs> to something. I think we should live stream myself being attacked by bees. Bees need to be involved in some way, because it's because it, I no other joke on the show was so offhanded, but so reoccurred to like like so revisited by uh, by, by 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 you guys, listeners at home. You know what I mean? Like the cat jokes and the dick jokes, not in the same room, but the cat jokes and the dick the dick jokes. We say those a lot, and those get revisited. We made one bee joke, <laughs> <laughs> and it seems to keep being brought up by you guys maybe maybe a little blee uh, a little blee a little b plush toy uh with a tbws logo i don't know i have a b plush toy that someone had gotten my dad in a bouquet of flowers <laughs> like congratulating him for beating cancer and he didn't want it so i have it and it just says be well oh that's cute i think it's adorable maybe maybe i'll do a wrist out with the b <laughs> i'm ready to staple my nutsack to my belly <laughs> Because of how hot it is, maybe we can videotape. That. I don't know. Is it that a treat? Like, it, it sounds like Frank Miller just described that shit from like from like three hundred, like one of Xerxes' like henchmen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Testicular. You know? Did you ever uh, see that movie or read that book? With three hundred? Yeah, I I only saw three hundred. Fucking all those weird ass like 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 gross body modded like henchmen that Xerxes yeah. got in the back or whatever. Yeah. Before the gorilla show, you know what I mean or whatever. Yeah. Telling you, man, testicular. But yeah, here, watch podcast. This is a family show. Okay, let's, let's, <laughs> not let's, anymore. Let's, <laughs> after what I said, <laughs> it's hot. It's hot where Michael is. It's hot where I am. It's hot where a lot of people are right now in the states and I think even overseas. I have no idea, but I just know. Um, Although I heard recently in San, in San Francisco, if you're in San Francisco, it was um, on the chillier side. I think today, and today we're recording on 727, so Friday. Well, LA was getting like 100 plus days. Holy and it was, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, there were people like driving up here to get away from that. See, anytime the heat index goes over 100, mothers just have to eat their young and people have to burn their possessions because there's just, there's just no point in living in humanity anymore. As far as the, I'm the thing is, we grew up in Miami, and we always had AC, so we don't think about this. But I moved here, yeah. <laughs> and AC is not a thing. AC is not a thing. It's just not a thing. Not a God-given right, as I thought it was growing up. My little dog is sprawled out on the couch, just like Do <laughs> arms, a- arms and legs, like out. Puppy. She can't. She can't even stay cool. Poor dog. Our AC broke here in in Florida, and for like a few days we didn't have it. I had to get ice packs, wrap them in towels, and hold them up to my cats because they were just dying. You know what <sighs> I mean? They were just like lethargic and like all gross looking. And I'm like, mm, gotta do something. Gotta step in here. <laughs> Jeez. But here, watch podcast. 
getting very distracted by the heat. Hopefully, wherever you guys are, there is air conditioning. If there is not air conditioning in the place that you live in, I do suggest you build an igloo tent out of your fridge. You attach a sheet to your fridge, you open the door, and you sit there till the motor dies. All right? Or you sit in your car with the AC on. Those are my recommendations. Yeah. Right? I think those are good. I think it's my recommendations. But in true in, in true true two book walks fashion we have to honor tradition we have we have very few things uh oh wait before before we do the tradition i have to i have to say what the show's about yeah this is a very cool show this is a show that i think people maybe did not necessarily expect but when you think about it it kind of makes sense we are revisiting our our our, our very beloved and time tradition segment of watch brands we know nothing about where michael and i basically ahead of, ahead of time ahead of this podcast we choose a watch brand that we both agree we know nothing about. We spend about two days researching them independently, and then we come together on air and we just talk about the brand. It's also a really good opportunity to learn from you guys, because that's why I love the Two Book Watch Notes podcast, because it's us learning <clears> from <throat> you guys, the listeners. I mean, we, we would be nothing without you, so... Yeah. Um, we've done... What, what have, we've done Universal Geneve in the past. We've done Mido. We've done... Um, I think that's it, actually, right? No, there's one more. Wasn't there one more? There was Rado. one more. Was it Rado? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think yeah. it was Rado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but today's episode, interestingly, uh, watch brands we know nothing about, Citizen Watches. Which is I bet you, I bet you guys thought we knew something about Citizen Watches. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. I feel like everyone's familiar with like models and the EcoDrive technology, but when you stop to think about it, what the hell do you actually know about the brand? Other yeah. than the fact that it's Japanese-ish. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't and know anything. I, don't, well, I, I didn't know shit until the show, or until researching for the show. And so I thought it, I thought it would be a really interesting opportunity to learn. And I'll tell you right now, before we get into it, I was fucking amazed by how, how much about this brand I didn't know to the point where it's made me appreciate and love every one of their pieces so much. But before we get to that... Ooh, we are, we are, we are nothing. We are nothing. Nunca, I think, is Spanish for nothing. Uh, <laughs> I heard it on television a couple of days ago. It's, stuck, it's been stuck in my head. We are nothing without our traditions. Let us honor tradition. Let us do the wrist check. I'm talking too much. Michael, <clears throat> would you like to lead us in the wrist check? Let me, let me take it off. I'm just, I'm just stripping 100%, so I might as well take it off my watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a... Citizen competitor through and through. I, I didn't mm -hmm. even think about it. You're right. I, I, I have a citizen and you don't. <laughs> I should have worn a citizen for this, but I was like, yeah, oh, this thing is cool. It's okay. Um, I'm wearing the new, uh, new according to Seiko, um, Seiko SNE498 Solar Tuna. Mini oh, Tuna. Oh, cool. You're wearing it. Nice. Yep. It's, um, it is a fantastic watch. Uh, wow. I know Terry over at Toxic NATO has just got one. He has some videos and some Instagram posts where he's kind of uh, modding it, which is really cool. Interesting. Some people are already swapping the shrouds on this. Yoboki's makes a, a ceramic one, mm -hmm. which is, just blows my mind. Um, Greg Wood's got one too, right? GH Wood? Or am I thinking, am I thinking, I thinking of a different watch? I think so. I think he got a patty one. Patty. So yeah. the, the blue and the red. Uh, Greg we we put this up on the website uh last week or so like around last week it's like a week or two ago something like that yeah and this is basically a slim more accessible 
less um, intimidating version of the Seiko Golden Tuna with a solar movement so you don't ever have to worry about batteries. What are case dimensions on those? <clears throat> case dimensions on this... 75? I should... <laughs> Should have, even if it was 75, it probably wouldn't be that bad for safety, right? <laughs> right, yeah, no, true, true that. True that. Let's go to twobrokewatchknobs.com because I don't know the dimensions off the top of my head. Uh, it's not too bad, and you have to remember that because this is a totally round case. Um, okay, it's what I thought. It's 47 in diameter, which sounds oh. insane. But the lugs are under yeah. the case pretty much. So there's essentially there are no lugs sticking out the edges of your your wrist. Yeah, forty seven is not bad for tuna because isn't the original like normal size tuna like like fifty six millimeters or something ridiculous? It's close. It's closer to fifty, maybe even fifty okay. something. Because last um, time last time I saw it, it looked like it was made of like an old recycled hockey puck, or it could have been used as a hockey puck because it looked large, but it was very comfortable. You know? Yeah, yeah. I tried on one of the. Um, they call them the Emperor Tuna in right. the at the Seiko Boutique in New York, um, yep. and it was big, but it was awesome. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, this thing is forty-seven wide, so it's also going to be forty-seven lug to lug, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. Uh, thickness is twelve point four millimeters, so it's very very slim. For uh, for a big old tuna, I don't know how thick the regular ones are, but they are not this slim. Okay. Um, caliber V one fifty seven, solar movement with the ten month power reserve on a full charge. Nice. Seiko nice, Hardlex nice, nice. and the fantastic um, silicon strap that Seiko includes now. So I'm actually really happy you're wearing that watch because I want to ask you a question. Um, I think this is a fear that a lot of folks have with a quartz diver when they're coming from mechanical divers. With the quartz di with the with the quartz you know solar movement in there, whether even if it was not a, like like a battery, like a straight battery, but the quartz movement in there, does it feel like oddly light, like cheaply light? Like, do you feel like the watch is deficient in some way? Because I I've heard that fear expressed by some people, and even in the back of my mind, I've thought that like, oh well, you know, if I get a quartz diver, is it just gonna feel? "Quote unquote off." Like, do you get that sense with this right now with the solar tuna? So the watch feels substantial. Okay. Cool. Um, it doesn't feel like a cheap watch. It's okay. not. It's not like I bought it from a vending machine. Um, <laughs> it's still. It's still a Seiko. It's still a Seiko, and um, you know, great quality, fantastic design. Um, but the only problem with this watch is that it makes me want. The fucking tuna, like an actual tuna. So it, it's very slim. It's twelve point four, and that's really not typical for this kind of family of dive watches that Seiko makes. Especially not the Golden Tuna, which was reissued this year for I don't know two and a half, twenty seven hundred bucks or something like that. Um, a lot of donuts. It's great, but it makes you it makes you want the real thing a little bit, a little bit. I, I actually wish there was this was a little bit larger and thicker. So the issue with the real tuna is that, in your perspective, it's the situation where, though cool, this watch you're wearing now, nothing will compare. Do you think? Do you think that's because you're just aware of the regular tuna, or because you tried it on the Emperor tuna? I think there's a feeling you get when you look at the tuna online, even if you've never experienced one before. You look at it and you're 
and you think to yourself, wow, that thing is fucking, that's a hefty watch. That thing is oh, yeah. huge. And then yeah. you try it on and you think to yourself, these, these proportions adequately satisfy the feeling that I was expecting, yeah. you know, this thing is great, but it's definitely a slimmer, more compact version of the classic tuna design, which is not, it's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all, but because I'm a lunatic, um, it just gets me thinking about what else is offered in the traditional Marine Master collection. Gateway drug. But this is fantastic. It's uh, <laughs> it's funny. So you have the golden tuna, and I think in Terry's video, he calls this one the fool's gold tuna. <laughs> God, God damn it, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really, really good. I really enjoyed that. And... Um, no, but it's it's fantastic. I mean, 200 meters of water resistance, it's basically just another really, really good Seiko diver, but um, a little more interesting, a little more carefree with the solar movement, um, and perfect for summer. Perfect. I've always been, I've always, so the, 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 the shroud, case shroud, like around that watch, I've always been curious, like, what's the bezel action like? Do you kind of get the sense that the bezel is impeded by the, 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 the presence of that shroud, or... Do you find it conducive? Yeah, so Seiko, Seiko makes some different... They make different shrouds for different watches. And believe it or not, this is the first time I ever um, have a shrouded diver in my possession. I've never had a monster. I've never had the... I think it's the SRP637, which is basically a monster, but it's, it's a bigger all-metal shroud. Right. And they move the grip points uh, depending on the model. So the grip points here are at, I think, um, say two o'clock and eight o'clock. Oh, that's perfect. Because I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like mime turning a bezel right now, and like that's like, like just naturally where my where my my hand went. But if you're the kind of person that tries to grab at twelve and six, you're gonna be annoyed, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think people try to put on put different shrouds on with different cutouts for the grip points. Um, but I, I enjoy it. I, I don't think it's impeded and it's really not that much wobble on this one. And it's pretty, pretty smooth. That's awesome. That's like super it. cool. Yeah. How long do you, how, how long, how much time are you spending with it? Do you have, do you have it for a while or not too long? Um, I'm going to try to keep it for a while. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've been loving this. There's nothing, there's nothing like, um, there's nothing like a watch with a rubber strap for a hot summer day. Actually <laughs> a very, very nice listener, um, gifted me an authentic isoframe strap. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> and I've always been curious about those. Um, thank you, you so like much. Uh, thank, 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 thank you. Kind listener. That's awesome, dude. I don't want to say his name because I don't know if he's cool with it. <laughs> But um, it was very nice of him, and I've never, I've never interacted with one of those straps before. And of all watches, actually, I put it on the Orion Field Standard. Okay, interesting. Okay, and it's it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of gravitating towards uh, watches with rubber straps now, at least for summer. I have um. Uh... I think I have two or three rubber straps. I have one that came with the Venture and it smells like ice cream cones, mm -hmm. which I'll never understand. I don't know why my rubber strap needs to be needs to be scented, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. It, I I just I, I know it's supposed to be like well, well isn't 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 that, isn't that an isoprene thing actually? Yeah, there's there's one manufacturer or two manufacturers that make something like eighty percent of the rubber straps for the Swiss watch industry, okay. and they all they always sent them. It might even be one manufacturer. Ish, man. So I have that. I have one that came with the Casio um, MDV106 or the Casio Duro, as I recently learned it was called. And um, I have one for my. Uh, the, it came. It technically came with my Blue Lagoon Samurai, but I put it on my Sumo. This and it's, it's a Seiko rubber strap I got from um, uh, Seiko Boutique down in Miami, and that thing is incredible. Like yeah. that, you just reminded me. With it being as hot as it is right now, I should probably be wearing that. Like, you, like you know what I mean? Yeah, this is this is the same strap that came with your samurai. Oh, perfect! That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And you have the rubber strap for the 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 Amphibia One Two Zero, your scuba dude. Awesome, awesome strap. Surprisingly, right? I, yeah. I've heard I've heard good things from you about that. I've heard good things about other like Vostok straps, just not the bracelets the watches come with. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> no. you you have to order off the secret menu. If you order off the set menu, terrible. You yeah. have to order the secret off the secret menu. So annoying. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so how about you? Speaking of Vostok, I am wearing <laughs> I'm wearing a very cool watch that I cannot remember if I've worn on air. Um, I actually got it from um, a listener I was hanging out with in San Francisco. Um, uh, it's a Vostok Amphibia. It's an old... Well, my cat's here. Get out of here. Good, good cat. It's an old 090 case, probably from like the 70s or so. Um, I was gifted it to the by listener. Uh, it was really cool to hang out with them. Um, showed me wonderful hospitality. We got to shoot the shit, talk watches. It was really a lot of fun. And he also, in the process of that, just just gifted me um, this watch. And it didn't really occur to me how incredible this was until I got home and like like defragged from like traveling because it's always difficult to feel like normal uh, when you're like traveling, especially when you're like yeah. meeting a whole bunch of people and everything like that. You know. And I was there, and I was there for work. And then when work was quote unquote done, then I would go and like hang out with people, like hang out with with, with you guys, listeners. And so I got home and I was looking at this thing. This thing is fucking insane. Michael is basically entirely original, which is ain't well, my cats here, which is incredibly unheard of. The hands are original; they're all metal, not like a metal second hands. The crown is original, dial is original, markers original. The loom is original. The fucking hmm. case. And the thing is, it's in the only thing that might potentially not be original is the bezel, which is totally normal. You know what I mean? Um, hmm. And the only reason I say that is because it's very difficult to turn. And usually that happens when they either put a new bezel on without adjusting the old spring in there, or when they put a new spring in there without properly adjusting it to the case. Because um, I think even still to this day, when Vostok puts a spring in the case with the bezel, like each spring has to be like specifically catered for 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 that case, and if it's not, it's very difficult um, to turn. So this one's very very difficult to turn. But it's Vostok two two zero nine caliber in here, which is the predecessor to the Vostok Amphibia caliber that we all know and love two four zero nine two four one four two four one six, which is the one everyone knows because it's the automatic one. Hold on, my cat to my three D printer. Come on, scram! <laughs> Come on, let's go. Hey, stop my watches. She pretends like she doesn't know English, all right? But she knows English. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Vostok two 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 zero nine in here. 
um, which is the cal the the caliber that the Vostok Amphibia first had when it was um, first created, I believe. Yeah, 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 the two two zero nine. It was used before the Amphibia in a watch called the Mir, which is like like a like a dress watch, very very indicative of like the sixties. So it's just odd to see that same movement in both these watches. But um, it has a blue dial and it has like a really interesting like um, sheen to it, like a like a like a metallic shine to it. But if you look really really close, and this is the detail I love, there's a little bit of like bubbling, like mm. like 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 tropic bubbling almost. You know what I mean? I see. The other really crazy thing about this watch is it must have been serviced by someone who knew what they were doing, or <laughs> someone really took care of it because and it sounds really weird to me to say this. This is probably the smoothest winding watch I have in the box right now. It's wow, which is not normal, <laughs> or at least not what like you and I are used to with these vintage, even these modern Vostoks. Yeah, you know what I mean. So the thing winds crazy, crazy smooth. It's almost it's smoother almost than the the Squall Atmos Thirty that I have with that edit movement in there. That thing is like crazy buttery smooth, but this is on like a whole different level. So. Um, I can't remember if I've ever worn this thing on air, but I was um, I was I was going through and, and playing with all the watches in my my little watch corner. You, you got a peek of it during the live stream, and so I was like over in that corner. Yeah, very clean corner, by the way. I just I just cleaned it because I knew it was I knew it was gonna be on air. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be filmed, so I, I just cleaned it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I I basically boyfriend cleaned. Do you remember boyfriend cleaning? No, <laughs> you don't remember. So, like the idea, like when you're still a boyfriend before you're married, and like you know your spouse is coming over, girlfriend, other boyfriend, doesn't matter, and you're like, oh fuck, they cannot know how I actually live. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you clean your entire place with with such fervency and speed that 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 you know Hermes himself would blush like, wow, it's going really fast. Like you're scooping shit under shit. If something isn't bolted down, it's going in the oven because no one just casually opens an oven. You know what I mean? The oven and the dishwasher are incredible things, incredible vessels to hide things. You just need to get out of the way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Books, TV remotes, pens, doesn't matter. It's going in the dishwasher. I'll deal with it later. This person that I care about cannot know how I live. So, like, I boyfriend cleaned. You know what I mean? Um, like Perfect. Like, my watch, my watch area. Um, now that I'm married, I don't give a shit. Now that I'm married, <laughs> we're just we're just disgusting together. That's that's love when you're when you're comfortable being disgusting together. You know what I mean? <laughs> and boyfriend cleaning turns into couple cleaning when one of your parents are visiting. That's oh, yeah. the natural, <laughs> yep. the natural transition, <laughs> the circle of life. Um, I don't even know what I was talking. Oh yeah, no, I was so I was playing with this watch and I came up for a ward on air, and um, I had to contact the person that gave me this watch because um, I'm not sure if I ever explained to them how how meaningful this is and how incredible this thing is. Um, it also came with a bracelet, which is very unusual. I'm not wearing the bracelet now because it's very unwearable. Um, I they did they didn't normally come with bracelets, um, but this thing looks like it was made to be with the watch. So I just I just have so many questions. So I'm gonna try and get in con <laughs> I just I'm gonna try and get in contact with the guy again and just see if I can uh, get an idea of where he. Uh, where he had gotten this from, but yeah, it's the same. This is the same case as the one that you have. It looks like a pad of butter, the zero nine zero case. Zero nine zero, I believe it's zero nine zero. Okay, or at least that, at least that, that 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 that's what it's like. That's the modern reference. I think it used to be called something else. Oh, okay. Like seven ten, no seven ten seven six zero is the miniature case. There are too fucking many. There are too fucking many Boston <laughs> cases. <laughs> Oh man, you know what I mean. But yeah, I'm wearing that right now. It feels good on the wrist. It's incredibly clean. I'll try to get a shot for it on the feed uh, this week, the week that you ever everyone here is listening to the show. And because um, I think I maybe only have 
one photo of this thing and it's accompanying another Vostok and it's very it's not the focus but I want this thing to be the focus because it's 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 gorgeous you know congrats yeah really 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 cool took me a long time to process this watch so um, <laughs> thank you for the gift uh, hit you up soon but um yeah definitely definitely digging it you know Happy to hear that. Happy to hear yeah. we both have some some fun uh, summer watches, at least for this, this weather. This is a good summer watch. That's a good point. Actually, this, 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 is a good, actually, this thing would kill it if I could get some of that Vostok rubber, which, might, would also, which also might be a condom manufacturer. Can we make condoms? <laughs> Vostok rubber. <clears throat> can, we call, can, we, can we make condoms called Vostok rubber and they just say 200 meters on them? Without context? Like, what I does think, that mean? I think we have a, a business proposition for, think- for, for Marinom.com. I think let's let's get Dimitri on the line fucking tonight <laughs> and let's pitch let's pitch Vostok condoms to him. Do Vostok rubber, man. I do not want to see a condom with packaging that says two hundred meters. <laughs> I wanna say two hundred meters and I want I want the scuba dude on the back winking and giving a thumbs up. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what because he knows he knows you're gonna have a good time. Alright. That's why I I think I need we need to do this. It's done. It's a done deal. It can be the same gasket material that Amphibia uses for, or the Vostok uses for the Amphibia. If it's good enough to protect the movement of your watch at 200 goddamn meters, it, it should be good enough to protect your genitals as far as I'm concerned. I want you to realize that if there's ever a day, if there's ever a day that we get invited to something really like important, mm-hmm. I'm talking about, I don't know, they auction off Elvis's Hamilton or something. And we're there for okay. some reason. A Denny's opening somewhere around here. Wall yeah. House. <laughs> important. Something important. We're gonna we're gonna look back and think about the time that we talked about condoms with the Vostok brand and a water resistance rating on them. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets whatsoever. Just had to pause for that. <laughs> Because whatever happens in the future will be a direct result of what we're doing now. And what happens in the future will not happen unless we did what we do now. So Vostok condoms, keep an eye out. I think we can do this. I think we can make this work. Good. Good idea. We're we're, uh, we're entrepreneurs, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Two bro condom snobs. That's what the show is going to turn into. And no one's going to listen. No. No. Absolutely not. Uh, Okay. (laughs) got very distracted by Voss.com. All right. Maybe we should buy the URL. Maybe we should buy the URL soon. I should, mm, I should buy that soon. Yeah, I right? think so. Throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it on the pile. Of yeah, other we, URLs. We, can, we can talk. I'll, I'll write that down now. Make sure we I talk can just, about I can just, th- we... I can just throw and redirect Voss.condoms to, to two broke wash knobs right now. <laughs> Perfect. And then when we're ready to actually build the site out, then I can, you know, I can, I can redirect everything properly. <laughs> But okay, um, here, before we actually talk about Citizen, you know, watch brands we, we know nothing about, um, there are some really, really fun uh, website updates we want to talk about. I want to pass the mic, Michael, to you because I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about what you want to talk about because what you want to talk about is, is in my opinion, for the for two book watch times listeners, it's a big deal because it's something you've it's something you've heard us angry about. It's something you've heard us happy about. It's something you've heard us commiserate about. Um, and it's just interesting to see um, movement, you know, on this front. But here, um, um, why don't you update people on what you had put up on the site recently? Yeah, I've actually never seen anything like it. First of all, um, 
So Glycine as a brand has been displaying uh, kind of casual activity recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in the sense of, I, I guess maybe social media a little bit, but this wasn't on social media, I don't think. Um, and uh, recently they've been uh, doing these drops on MassDrop. And MassDrop is a site that I've always, I don't know, I've stayed away from. Uh, you've used it. I trust you. I got my um, sumo from there. <laughs> I, did you like the experience? It was interesting. I got my sumo from there, and then I got the Orient disc from Masterop as well, and it was fine. But going through the comments, my positive experience wasn't everyone else's. If that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So today, out of nowhere, um, after years of not doing anything with with the collection, uh, Glycine. Uh, released a drop on Mass Drop, featuring eight different Glycine Airman Number One models. The new mod- ones, right? New or, ones. Or, 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 yeah, that's that's so yeah. weird. The the one that I've been bitching about for years. It almost maybe almost two years. Um, I got mine, so I'm good. <laughs> but uh, this is this is kind of interesting to see. It's interesting to see. Glycine doing something actively, re-releasing a collection that was very popular, listening to fans that were asking for this. Uh, there's a 36 millimeter version, which is great. And now there's a 40 millimeter version, which did not exist before. Um, and I think that's part of the reason the old collection died because people uh, weren't necessarily interested in picking up a watch that was only strictly available in 36 millimeters right so now out of nowhere on a friday we're we're blessed with these eight models so you can basically get 36 millimeter or 40 millimeter you can get a black dial or an ivory dial and you can get a traditional 24 hour time display um or you can get the more conventional uh, 12 hour display with a GMT hand which is what which, I have in the old what's one. weird to me is that not even Drop did like an Instagram post or whatever the, the the drop just went up Glycine hasn't said anything um, and the thing is the, it's being offered exclusively first through Drop. eventually yeah. it's going to end up on the actual you know Glycine website and all that bullshit but the first crack at it the first crack that people are going to get at it is it's through Mastrop. It's just so odd. But I, I will say there is a history of glycine pieces being on Mastrop. So maybe they figured, hey, if we have XYZ conversion rate on Mastrop for our watches, maybe it makes sense to launch this reissue or this new Airman 1 here. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there's other weird stuff surrounding this. Also, at the same time, recently the brand has been doing business on eBay under the alias Watch Guru. What? Watch G O O R O O. Watch Guru, and selling watches that way. Is Glycine um, is Glycine something living in their parents' basement selling watches? <laughs> so maybe it's the one guy that escaped the massacre, uh, and he's <laughs> he hid underneath his desk, right? <laughs> Sorry, my microphone's getting weird. He 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 hid underneath his desk, cowering and shaking as the hordes and masses came and eradicated all the other uh, Glycine employees. And when the dust had settled, he was the only one left. 
It was tw- it was it was twenty eight weeks later or twenty eight days later. He was the yeah. only one left. It's just really really strange. Um, whatever's happening, good for Glycine. Uh, good for anybody who came up with this idea because honestly, uh, a very dedicated listener DM me about this today, and I thought it was awesome. Thank you so much for keeping me in the loop. Um, he. He kind of, he sent me one DM. He's like, "This is happening," and I I feel I feel as if it was almost maybe ten or five minutes later. You know, these are each limited to fifty pieces, by the way, which is really oh, not a lot. So if, for example, no, if not. you want, if you really want this black dial purist twenty four hour model, there are only fifty of them. Wow, that's that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy for um. You know, an Invicta owned brand, and he sends me a another DM, and he shows me well this one already has thirty nine models, I uh, thirty nine units sold for this one. Wow, it's pretty and quick, this, man. And this just like launched today. Yeah, so maybe I wasn't the only lunatic looking for these um, Airman number one models. And, and I'll tell you, uh, when when I was still hunting for it, um, I would see eBay auctions and. At close to thirteen hundred dollars, people. How much are the ones on Mass Drop? Five ninety nine. Oh shit! That's right. That's not bad at all. It's really, it's really, really not bad. Um, Another big difference between, you know, this one and, for example, the one that I own, is that the cases are completely brushed. So, um, they have that more, I guess, toolish look to them. Yeah. Uh, some people didn't like the polish on the other models. I actually really like the polishing on on the, I guess, 2014 version that I have. So, um, yeah, if you're looking, you know, you're going to be listening to this on Monday. If there are any out there, um, check out Mastrop because it's it's a pretty impressive selection that they have now. Especially the white dial purist is by far um, the closest to the source material when you're looking at the Airman. So, uh, so the, just just so I understand the differentiation, purist means non-GMT, right? Correct. Um, and this is thank you for bringing that up because this is important. So the purist is going to be a twenty-four hour time display, meaning that the hour hand will uh, only um, go, go around once. Yeah, right? traverse the dial once in twenty-four hours. It can be a little weird, especially when you're, um, you know, thinking about twelve noon. And the hour hand is pointing at what is traditionally <laughs> six o'clock. Um, so it's kind of easy if you're working in aviation or if you're a military person and you're used to reading everything in 24 hour format. But for civilians, <laughs> they can get kind of weird, I suppose. <laughs> That's what the purist is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Interesting. So if it were, so the GMT isn't 24 hour readout, but it has a GMT hand. Correct. Yeah. So this will be a traditional, uh, I guess, more conventional twelve-hour display where the hour moves twice nice. in twenty-four hours, <clears throat> but you have the regular GMT hand. So it basically cool. operates the same way your Atmos um, Squalor works. Sweet. Do, do, yeah. do you think this is a new? I mean, I, I, this is this is pure speculation. There's no way we can definitively know this. But do you think this is like a new? almost business model for glycine because i don't i i certain brands work um specifically with mass drop so a lot of like 
like knife companies, like smaller operations, like knife companies, like camping equipment, they'll create, you know, one-time drops or like specific drops just for mass drop. But what's happening with glycine is this is something that's existed before. They're reiterating on it and they're offering it initially only through mass drop. Do you think it's something that glycine is going to possibly repeat if it's successful? I mean, who who knows? Um, all I can say is that if glycine wants to take on the Invicta model where they're in shopping malls all over the U.S., <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> well, aren't they doing the Invicta thing? Because I saw the retail price for this on the Master of website is like $3,500, but you only pay $600. Did you see that too? Or am I, I, am I You insane? mentioned that. I didn't, I didn't, I actually didn't actively look after that. But that's that's funny that you say that. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't go full Invicta. Nothing wrong with Invicta, but I just I hate when they do that I pricing see it, thing. I see it now. Thirty five hundred. Really, thirty five hundred dollars. <laughs> that can't. Yeah. That's that can't be a thing because yeah, that's on. what Invicta does. Invicta, it'll be like uh, eight hundred dollars, but you can have it now for twenty seven. Oh fuck balls. Twenty seven. Where do I sign? I give. I'll take ten. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like maybe... Because Invicta owns Glycine. I'm not sure if we've made that clear on this. I mean, obviously not letting you know, but in case someone who doesn't know that, Invicta owns um, Glycine, right? They still do, right? Yeah, that cannot yeah. that cannot be a thing. Maybe Masterop just wrote it in there on, the, on their own because we, we did find some copy errors on the Masterop um, listing, so... Dude, I think the one... Okay, so the one that I have, MSRP when it came out was 2300 which was yeah. which is absolutely insane. I bought I got mine for seven hundred, and people were getting them on Joma Shop for that much before they totally disappeared. So, right. yeah, they're just doing the Invicta thing, I suppose. Woo! <laughs> By the way, there are a bunch of wa uh, watch you see threads now happening over this, so people are starting to realize. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, there you go. Were we the first website to report it? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Woo! Go us. Go to go, watch now. Go us. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, oh, here. Should I talk about my thing real quick and then save it? Because I want to make sure we have enough. Uh, the, like the last half of the episode, uh, the, the 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 greater half of the episode for the citizen topic. Should I talk about my thing real quick? The yeah, you wrote about up? a really cool watch that I feel. I should have been super into, but you're you're almost more into it than I am. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so... So this is the other side of the aviation spectrum, okay? Michael talked about the Airman 1, you know, two different versions, 24-hour, you know, the time of tracking, whatever, you know, mechanical watch. I, I saw this, like, this, this write-up in this press release on the Casio uh, website for this new Gravity Master. And so the Gravity Master is just one of the many... Casio G-Shock line. So there's like, you know, there's Master of G and there's like fucking like, like Frogman and I think Mudman or some shit, right? Um, yeah. These also could be Pokemon. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> or or Mega Man um, bosses. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Uh, Casio, your move. Oh, man, hold on. I had to move my chair back. Let me sure I don't crush a cat. Okay, we're good. Um, and yeah, so I saw this this press write up on the Castillo website from a couple days ago about this new Gravity Master that was talked. It's the Gravity Master, Castillo G-Shock Gravity Master GR-B100, B100, so GRB100. Mm -hmm. um, it was announced at Basel, but it's just recently been offered for, for you know, retail purchase. And 
I'm so enamored with this thing. The Gravity Master line is specifically designed for modern aviation professionals. You know, the idea of people who are, or maybe, not even just necessarily professionals, maybe folks who are traveling a lot for work or they're jet setting a lot, but you know, some of the features are specifically like geared towards people who are like flying, like flying a lot. Yeah. And um, it works in conjunction with the really interesting Casio G-Shock app. So uh, top, like top of mind, the really cool things are it has a really interesting new look compared to a lot of the Gravity Masters. What I also was really enamored by is there is the ability to track five. You can you can set five different countdown alarms, and so I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. But I was reading Casio's mentality, and it's the idea that you can. And it's not just countdown alarms from like 20 minutes down or 90 minutes down, 30 minutes down. It's from a specific time. So you choose a time and you can have, you can choose five different times and have the watch count down from that. And and me, I'm not an aviation specialist. I'm a potato chip specialist. All right. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, like what the fuck is the point of that? <laughs> apparently the, apparently the, the thing is that allows aviation specialists and pilots to um, plan ahead their flight schedule, input all of their flight times and so you can at once just see the countdown. You can you can know, okay, I'm on time for this one, so I'm still on time for this one. And you can do it across different time zones. It's insane. I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking like that's super cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? How, really cool. So how how long or how short can the countdowns be? As whatever you want. Uh, I think what I, I think whatever you want. I have oh, okay. to go and look. Um, I also just HTML formatting the feature list for this fucking Casio G-Shock gave me gave me brain cancer. <laughs> no, All you right. don't you don't want to do that. You don't want to list out everything a Casio can do. <laughs> I did though. I had to cuz it was in the press release, but I wanted to format it for fucking human beings cuz Casio was just like they just fucking just bukkakeed a bunch of like features like, "Oh, you can <laughs> You can figure out what all this shit is. I'm like, no, I have to format it for human beings <laughs> so they can still like scan it and read it. So like that in and of itself took me almost as much time as like writing the fucking article. Yeah, I'm I had to like this. I had to like like I had to like nest a bullet point within bullet points, which is like a giant pain in the ass. Yeah. And I refuse to let the WordPress text manager auto do anything. I have to do it manually myself because if I let it auto do something, it'll fuck it up. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So let me go to the website right now. Let me see if it says the time interval. But 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 while I'm doing that, so what I thought was really interesting also is you can coordinate the watch with the G-Shock app, and you can specifically log, track, and manage um, flight times, like out like flight hours that you log, and you can save them. That's you can cool. get a, you can get an idea of destination from destination, how long it took, how long it took compared to another time you did that trip. It's so fucking cool. Like it's such, it's such an interesting and almost no-brainer take on the idea of like an like a modern aviation watch. I just, I'm not a pilot, guys, but I really fucking want this watch. But here, here's the, here's the, here's the thing. I'll here. I'm I'm opening up this. Uh, I'm opening up this this stupid thing that I wrote. I'm scrolling down here. Okay. Oh, I already see here. I found the HTML error. Look at that. I didn't close. I didn't. I didn't close my list. My list bracket properly. Stupid, <laughs> stupid alligator mouth is going the wrong way. Ugh. Whatever. Two hundred meters. Uh, water resistance. Solar powered. LED in the front. LED in the back. Bluetooth. World time feature. Programmable up to thirty nine time zones. One touch UTC time zone. Daylight savings time on or off switch. Something called auto summertime DST switching. Do you have Andy what that is, Michael? No. I have no idea what that means. Home city, world time. Oh, daylight time. savings time. Sorry. 
Oh dear. Oh, pfft. there you go. That makes sense. Um, home city, world, time, city swapping. So you know you can have the main analog thing tracking. One is your home city, and then you can swap it back and forth. Uh, one to ah, this might this might no one one to one thousand stop second watch measure capacity blah blah blah. Here we go. Five multifunction alarms with countdown daily, one time schedule blah blah blah. It doesn't say you know how long, but I imagine probably just do whenever since this thing's fucking hooked up to your phone and bullshit. You know what I mean? Here's something I thought was adorable because it's one of those things where a designer must not have realized was an issue until like the watch hit beta testing. There, and, and you tell me if this is like a normal G-Shock thing, because this is the first time I've seen this. It's called the hand shift feature. So it's a button you can press on the watch that moves the analog hands out of the way temporarily, so you can properly see all the digital readouts of the watch. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's been normal. pretty common for a, for a while, yeah. And that's adorable. Yeah. I did, not know that. I did not know that was a thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I learned that here with this. Oh, my heart. Um, timekeeping operations, obviously, digital, analog, everything like that. And this thing is just, ah, this thing is just really cool. I'm super into it for some reason. I'm not, like, a pilot person. But here's actually what I'm, what I'm curious about before we get to the main topic. Um, I know a lot of you guys are aviation specialists, are pilots. Does this watch actually have, like, a proper every, like, does it actually offer everyday value? Like, is it is it more perspective to have this than, say potentially having your cell phone do all this stuff because that was the argument i had in my head in my head i'm like well technically i mean not technically but if you rejig it in a way your cell phone could do all of this stuff but i love the idea of having segmented technology i don't like having my phone do everything you know what i mean right like i <laughs> love the idea of having one piece of tech be dedicated to that one thing because it makes it it makes you more inclined to have it be a part of your routine, antithetical to what phone application developers will have you think, in, in my opinion, because there's no way I can properly use my phone to keep me organized if I'm also using it for Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's a good question, and I, I would like to see what people write in. I, I know we have a few pilots commercial pilots and cargo pilots that, that listen, which is super cool. I never thought <laughs> somebody told me they were listening in their cockpit the other day. Um, oh, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> it's like blows my <laughs> mind. Um, that is so cool. But really, you know, and I, I'm not a pilot. I have a meager amount of hours logged. Um, but, you know, to me, the most useful thing is just having UTC displayed at some mm. point, uh, whether it, it's the uh, the digital display. You know, that's super useful for your flight planning. Um, I, really, I get really upset at aviation watch marketing. The, the one thing I really, really hate is you can use this feature to time the legs on your holding patterns or time your holding patterns. Like, hey, man, if you're doing a holding pattern, the last thing you want to do is fiddle with your fucking watch. <laughs> what does that mean? What is what is holding? What does that mean? Is that bad? So, so sometimes ATC air traffic will have to hold you, um, you know, for for weather or for traffic or for spacing. You're you're literally holding pattern in the air. Yeah, you're flying in a circle. Oh my god! It's a, more like an oval. <laughs> and there's That's a awful. There's a certain amount of time for the legs of the turns. Um, you know, certain measurement for the turns that you make. Uh, and, and I see some watch marketing material for pilot watches like, oh yeah, this, we did this so you can time your holding patterns. And I'm thinking, look, man, 
you're gonna die if you if you if you try to like push this button on the side of your g-shock where's the death timer next to this holding pattern timer where's yeah where's where's, where's the death button yeah that's crazy Um, though really it's holding is is pretty routine um kind of just in the grander scheme of the national airspace system um so there's no reason Mm -hmm. to whip out your g-shock and time your legs (laughs) you know but uh yeah i I think i think having utc probably is pretty useful but i'll let the other pilots uh chime in yeah you really curious to hear anyone's thoughts on this is if this is actually like useful to like modern aviation and then pilot folk um me as a normal potato chip specialist i don't know i really the only thing like i'll tell you right now well just 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 let everyone know the other incredible thing about this watch all that fucking tech i told you about you can go and read this fucking gluttonous list of features that i wrote down here all of these features come in this watch for between 300 and 350 bucks depending on what color what you get the copper slash the rose gold slash orange one is the cheapest um and then blue and green are around like 330 or 350 ish or so there's amazon links here um in the in the in the in the post so you can click them because it's for sale right now so you can go on amazon and click them and just let you guys know they have the little asterisk thing they have the little i'm trying not to say cat asshole i'm sorry they have the little star on there and so that means they're amazon affiliate link so if you see that that's what that means if you have any questions on that just let us know what's up or scroll to our footer and our footer explains that. But um, the only thing that's keeping me from getting this watch because the price is right. I could I could sacrifice a little bit, honestly, and make not smart financial decisions, but buy this watch tonight. The only thing, Michael, that's keeping me from buying this watch, it's fucking gigantic. It's yeah, gigantic that's... on a level that'll make an Invicta blush like yeah. a girl at a prom. 53.8 millimeters. Let's, let's try to find one. Let's try to find one in Hong Kong. There's there's got to be a place with fields. Maybe there's of maybe G-Shocks. there's a maybe there's like a Casio boutique or some shit. Yeah, I'll make that one of my. I have lots of missions for Hong Kong. I'll make that one of my missions for Hong Kong. See if I can find this piece in the resin or in the metal. You know, yeah, like in the resin, uh, in the resin and um, try it on. Because if it because fifty three looks fucking gig fifty three point eight. If you round up, fifty four looks gigantic on paper, but maybe doesn't wear that large. I don't know. You know. Um, yeah. It's also, I think we came to the conclusion that it's possibly the cheapest Gravity Master. 300 bucks, dude, for all, for such in, incredible piece of fucking technology. The Gravity Master with all the bells and whistles, there, there's another one. I think it's, I think it's in the, in the Master of G collection, but it's also a Gravity Master. I think that, that's the craziest one, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's around 800. So this Man. one is, is in a good spot. I included two videos from Casio here as well. One at the very top, which is a video specifically for the GRB100, and then one at the bottom, which is for a previous Gravity Master, the GPW2000. But the reason that video is there is it specifically shows you the flight log functionality of the G-Shock app, which I think is so fucking fascinating. So nice. um, looking forward to hearing from people. Um, if you are inclined to go and read it, definitely let us know. If this seems useful, I don't, I don't fucking know. But here, I want to move on because we're running out of time. Let's talk about a brand, Michael. Or, 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 I apologize. Are you ready to move on? I'm ready. Yeah. Let's talk about a brand that never really occurred to me, but I know nothing about. <laughs> you know, Citizen. Everyone knows what? EcoDrive, right? Everyone, usually most everyone knows the, the Pro Master, the Pro Master Diver, like what you have, 
right? Yeah, I'll be totally honest with you. I know about Ego Drive and the watch that you gave me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's like... And the Blue Angels watch. Cause that's, the Blue Angels and um, uh, like the, the Citizen Nighthawk or Skyhawk or whatever. Yeah. It's called. Another, another aviation watch. Yeah. You know? um, more, more, I think, analog inclined. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Um, and so I got to thinking about that and we were talking about that. And it's like, well, what do we actually know about the brand? Because we have an interesting idea of of Seiko, you know, we have a, 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 a decent idea of, of Orient. Um, you know, Casio is pretty well known. And I'm, I'm naming these brands specifically because these are all Japanese brands. So it's it, it's four main, like, Japanese watch manufacturer, manufacturer brands. You know, Casio obviously is at the top just because the output and the features. I mean, everything we just talked about with the G-Shock, you know, bit, you know, just exemplifies that. You know, Casio, I feel like, is pretty close to the top just in terms of accessibility and well-knownness. And then... Seiko and then Orient and then Citizen People. I don't know. People tend to just not forget, but not really weigh as heavily. Have you ever have you ever experienced this also? I think Citizen has a problem with the way they market to um just the everyday crowd. Because hmm. to me, if I go on their Instagram, it's it's almost like what we experience with uh, with Rado. Oh God! It's really. It's a man riding a bike holding a flower. Rado. It's like, what the fuck does that do with anything? Yeah, it's it's kind of fashion-focused. It doesn't really make sense. The right. context isn't really cohesive in the way that they uh, present the watches. Um, it doesn't really mu- make much um, sense to me. But in the circles of people that um, are really into Citizen watches, they're really, really into Citizen watches. Yeah. Um, I kind of, you know, just just going back to aviation, I really, I laugh every time people tell me, you know, oh, IWC is the is the pilots watch, you know, or or Breitling, <laughs> that's that's for real pilots. No man, every probably close to like every flight instructor across the U.S. is working day in and day out with kids dive bombing. <laughs> You know, from those guys to to the dudes um, flying the long haul FedEx, you know, flights. Uh, a lot of those dudes just wear citizen, and I, I love, yeah. I love, love seeing it. I almost, I almost experience the same uh, affection, you know, whenever I see a citizen watch on a pilot that I do, you know, whenever I read about glycine or something. Mm. So um, that's that's what I know. But besides that. Um, I think I th- that visual marketing is an issue. Um, yeah. At the top of the discussion, I also I I think it's important for us to kind of talk about maybe why we don't know or why a lot of folks might necessarily know a lot about the brand. I think what you said makes so much sense. The visual marketing is a bit maybe they haven't quite hit the nail on the head. My take, and this is my this is my really weird take. I think it's easy to forget Citizen because their branding, their brand, the name Citizen is just not sexy or it's not hmm. really necessarily conducive to a type of narrative or imagery. Casio immediately evokes the idea of electronics. Seiko immediately you get the idea of you think watches. Orient maybe not necessarily watches but it's the idea of something possibly, you know, from elsewhere. You know well that's I mean? that's funny that you say that because um I bring up my dad a lot on this show. Mm. And this this might just be some kind of generational gap with Citizen, but 
if we were getting dressed up for something, you know, he would give me a watch, like one of one of his watches. But his his citizen Eagle, I think it was what's the Eagle series? Eagle seven or Eagle Five? It's the competitor to Seiko Five. Okay. Um, that was his watch, you know. Nice. Cause he would tell me, Oh no, this is the citizen. This is the one that I'm wearing. <laughs> You That's get so cool. you get this quartz Seiko, you know, to wear with your little suit on your confirmation or whatever. <laughs> but, but I'm getting the citizen. What year? Well, the thing is, what year is this? Because in like in me doing all my research and and, and everything like that, like in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and then the 90s, like citizen like was definitely making headlines. I mean, the 90s yeah. is when the EcoDrive debuted. debuted. Yeah, this you know was I mean? this was 90s. Yeah, this yeah. was 90s. But it's funny because he had a Citizen, I think it's the Eagle 7. We have an article on our side about oh it. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's those the are automatic. Eagle 7. It's the it's the the direct competitor to the Seiko 5. Yeah, yeah, those are automatic. And Actually, like if you that. search yeah, yeah, yeah. Citizen Eagle, we're the uh, second um, search result. Yeah, we hold that pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Kibble Watches. I think yeah. that's right. That's James. how you say it. Yeah. James Kibble. Yeah, James. Thank you, dude. Appreciate that. He wrote that article. Really, really cool. Lots of fun pictures and everything like that. Yeah. Offered a lot of great expertise for that piece. Um, go and check it out. It's a lot of fun, actually. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That's so, that's to, so funny. To me, I mean, yeah, you're right. The, the brand is weird, but it's not as bad as something like Orient. That just, I feel mm. that really throws people off. Yeah. You know? What I what I didn't know, and look, I have, a, I have this, like, I have these notes here is... So there's really weird confusion, and I think this is—I think Citizen does this on purpose. I saw two sort of comp- like different ideas with the inception of Citizen watches. So I saw the one which I am 100% is accurate, and I saw the one that I think maybe they're trying to spread for like hot horology, hot horology. Oh, we got we have we have to we have to get hothorology.com. Oat, hot. We have to get h o t horology.com. Huh. <laughs> Um, I feel like one of the stories is them trying to install themselves in that. So the, 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 the one that I'm pretty sure is true is the idea that the original company before it became citizen watches was started in Japan in like the twenties and they were making pocket watches, you know? Okay. I I saw a couple stories online elsewhere that said like it was even in the twenties, it was a joint like Japanese and like Swiss venture, and I'm like, that sounds weird. Like, that's very sound sad. Right? Yeah, that's right? really sad. Did you see that too, though? I think so, and, and it, it gets me really upset because um, yeah. as I hit my microphone, I'm so mad. Uh, there you go, dude. Pull a Kaz, punch it, kick, kick your cat. Don't, don't kick your cat. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't kick my cat, guys. I just want to emphasize that. I don't know why it's the first thing I said. I had kind of a unique opportunity, and. I, when I realized this, I texted you right away and mm-hmm. I said, this is bullshit. Um, I had kind of a unique opportunity to work with them on something um, pretty special this. Right, right, right. for Basel. And just the press materials alone were um, riddled with just French words. Yeah. Just, why? <laughs> Maybe they Stel- like stuff that. like that. Stuff like hot horology. And, um, you know, manufacture, like just, just 
everything in italics. <laughs> just doing it wrong. Just doing it wrong as a Japanese brand. Um, and I thought to myself, this this can't be it. This can't be where you're going. <laughs> it's it's almost uncharacteristic of a Japanese company. Maybe they don't see themselves as a Japanese company, or maybe they recognize maybe growth as a Japanese company doesn't make sense when you have to compete with Seiko and Seiko Epson and Casio and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, just, I don't know. I've ne- I have never seen anything like it. But that, I guess that's, that's kind of that's kind of what you're you're bringing up now with the, the it, weird. It corroborates what I saw. I t- yeah, I totally forgot you told me that story, but it corroborates what, what I what I had seen. And so I had seen a lot of that stuff, and I just dismissed it. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and so I started making pocket watches in like the 20s. The name Citizen came from one of the pocket watches that the place made. I wrote the, I wrote the name of the place down. I think. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Let me see here. Citizen Watch Co. What was it called? Oh, this is embarrassing. I should know this. Oh, here we go. Uh, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm sorry, guys. Shokosha Watch Institute. So that was the that was sort of what it was called before it was Citizen. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the mid-20s, they made this pocket watch that was called the Citizen. And then it got its name because I think it was the idea back then, because the watch was a luxury, it was the idea that, you know, we can do this, we can manufacture this uh with accessibility so all citizens can have a watch because back then the watch was a luxury and all that crap so that's where the idea came from and that's something i still i feel like i still do i still see them try and like ride on like oh you know a watch for everyone but then you hear about you know that press release you saw and it kind of just puts a bad taste in your mouth but that's neither here nor there um let me see here talk about that but that uh and then, obviously, <laughs> World War II happened. Uh, this is also why I wore my Vostok at the beginning of the show, actually. There was a really interesting um, parallel between... And this I mean, I'm sure this is the case for a lot of companies during World War II. But when World War II um, hit, the Citizen, like the watch factory, basically moved out of Tokyo, which is where it was. Hmm. Um, you know, like to another, I guess, small city like uh, 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 in Japan. And... They still, I think, made watches, but they focused primarily on, like, ignitions equipment and, like, you know, working for the war effort. I sure. wore my Vo- I wore my Vostok because that's exactly what happened with the, the Kistapol factory. It's the, exactly what happened. So, it, so, the, so the Kistapol watch factory used to be the second Moscow watch factory. Then World War II happened. Um, Germans invaded Moscow. They all picked up their shit. They upped sticks, and they eventually settled in Kistapol where they made munitions equipment and a little bit of watches like 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 two watches like like two watches a year those are rare watches <laughs> <laughs> so i thought that was just like a, just a really interesting parallel um and then after the war something that i can only classify as specifically japanese happened so i mean obviously um um uh atom bombs right is they're called or are they called something else that's that's generally accepted yeah okay i wasn't sure um atom bombs and then basically devastated the whole country economy was basically ruined and this is something specifically japanese which like independently i've been researching because i've been so fascinated from it japan went from like really really messed up after the war to basically like the third strongest economy in the world not that long afterwards Mm. and it was this idea that the whole country became um they utilized their homogenization towards this one effort of building and manufacturing and 
exporting their technology and their craftsmanship and citizen was one of those brands that that, that that's a, that's a wave that citizen had rode really early on in the 50s um just getting the watches and getting the the, the the technology out there which i saw and i'm like that's so cool that makes so much sense you know what i mean yeah and it's just it's just super interesting because ever since then it's just always been a matter of output with really incredible technology like i was reading online they were one of the first japanese brands to do like parashock they were one of the first ones to do like water resistance and everything like that this was in like i think the, the 60s and everything like that you know what i'm saying right but um here, let me see here my notes ba -ba 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 -ba, 60s para water they called it um quartz transistor clock and they were one of the few brands that embraced quartz technology you know what I mean? Like, obviously, the quartz crisis, quote-unquote, really did help them a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They didn't... Because the thing is, they were doing mechanical movements, but then quartz happened, and they're just like, yeah, dude, let's fucking ride this wave, you know? Well, they had, um, you know, I think shortly around the quartz crisis, I forget the name of the actual movement, but they had one of the most uh, accurate mechanical movements around. I actually should have... Oh. Was it like the 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 the, di the diamond flake? I think so. I think 1962. So. The and I'll share the link. Uh, there's a really really great um uh, wuss uh, post that someone put together with a really great comprehensive timeline. I'm gonna read it word for word here, and we'll put the link in the the the, the, the show notes and everything. Mm -hmm. 1962 saw the company introduce an officially certified chronometer and the world's thinnest men's wristwatch with a center seconds called the Diamond Flake Caliber 0700. Is that the one you're talking about? You're talking about a different one. Might be a different one. Okay. Yeah, but they 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 were really just into um, accuracy, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Um. Gosh, I remember. I wish this is, this is this is an interesting one that I did not realize, but now given recent events in the past couple of years, makes interesting sense. 1960s, citizens signed an export import agreement with USA's Bulova Watch Company out in Brooklyn, I think at the time, or somewhere in New York, I think they were. Yeah, they own them today. They own them today, yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> and that's something else we're going to talk about. Just the citizen-owned brands I don't think people realize. Bulova's one of them. Citi Sorry, this was the Citizen Christron Mega. Cool. Which was... Um, this was not a mechanical movement, but it was plus minus three seconds per year. Jesus. Yeah, and this was in 1975. Oh my god. That's so crazy, dude. Yeah, 4.19 megahertz movement in 1975. So yeah, right right around kind of the the cusp of the quartz crisis. Yeah. Um and and the one they they unveiled just last year um was sort of the follow-up to this movement from the 70s, which operates at 8.4 megahertz, and is their <laughs> thing is, you know, plus minus one second per year. So we'll see where that goes. More um, accurate than the human heart. <laughs> I have no, I have no idea if that's true. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I could be lying. I don't know. Hard, yeah, hard to tell these days. Bulova, Bulova and uh, Frederick Constant, I believe. Bulova, Frederick Constant, um, <clears throat> and also the brands that they own. So that also includes Alpina. That also includes oh, Caravelle. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So weird. It's so weird 
the brand, but there's one brand in particular they own, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But um, hey, isn't Car- aren't Caravel and Bulova also distinctly New York companies? Bulova, yes. I, I I don't know why I can't say the name. Bulova, yes. Caravel, maybe. Oh no, yeah, it's Caravel, New York. I think so. Huh. Interesting. I think I could totally be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Hmm. You know. Um, let me see here. So this is what I also want to talk about for a little bit. In the '90s, the EcoDrive technology, um, you know, happened, and which is which is huge. But it's, I think one of it's it's kind of spawned one of the more interesting facts about the brand. I have not seen, and I don't know if you discovered this also because it's it's relevant to what we were talking about a few episodes ago. I've never seen another brand with so much documentation in regards to how they're trying to adhere to environmental practices and just reduce the amount of environmental impact that they have. Did you find all the documentation on their fucking website? I didn't find the documentation, but I've always been aware of the uh, marketing they, the marketing spin they put on for this, that. This, this was written by a scientist. I can't understand any of these words. It is called, it is so, it is so unuser friendly. It is not even funny. The citizen group environmental policy and medium term plan. And it's just all of these words. And it's just talking about like what they do in, in their factories for, 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 you know, um, just like for chemical protection and what, they, mm. what, what might happen if something spills or, and it talks about the idea that they try and have low levels of X, Y, and Z in their watches. And they want to just kind of do their best to preserve the environment for future generations. And but like, it's not in like a weird, it's, it's so unmarketing the way it's written. I'll send you the link and we'll put it in the show notes. This link yeah. that I found it's buried. It's not written for human beings to read, but it's just—it's just so interesting. Evaluation criteria for eco-friendly products, life cycle assessment initiatives, reducing chemical substances, reducing greenhouse gases, effective utilization of resources, and reduction of waste. What is this? It's incredible. It's—it's—it almost makes it laughable when you see the um, the release of that newer Richemont brand that we talked about. I don't want to um, say the name. Baum. 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 Oh, I got to burn and eat some bomb. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to say the name, but yeah. Because they're just like, oh, you know, we have things that are made from canvas. It's like, oh, well, citizens have been fucking yeah. doing all this ridiculous shit for a long time. Exactly. And, your, and your watches have shitty batteries that are going to ruin the planet anyways. So Yeah, dude. <laughs> your, your, your watches are full of you know, seal livers or whatever. Whatever whatever, whatever powers watches, I'm not entirely sure. Yep. Um. This is, this is, there, there's a bunch of, of of pages here on business activities and environmental impact. Hmm. Interesting. Who's reading, who's reading this? I'll send this to you. It's incredible. Target results in fiscal 2015 Toko Rozawa office? Sorry. Um, I can't say that word. It's incredible. Eco-friendly approach to improving brand value, practice green procurement, and expand range of eco-friendly products. Like This is just on their website. Huh. And I, I think it's also in line with the fact that they don't just make watches. They make like other electronics, like calculators yeah. and printers and shit like that. You know what I mean? So I think that's that's kind of a very Japanese thing, if you ask Is it? me. Yeah, I mean, you have... What, um, what, the, the, what, the environment thing or the multiple products thing? Multiple products. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You almost can't survive, you know? Seiko Epson and all the shit they do it's it's kind of mind-boggling at times yeah 
but just reading all that like oh, like the measures they go through just in in regards to how they're affecting the environment what we're doing i'm like it almost made me just like love the watches like more maybe more confident in eco drive technology it's not just about oh the sun powers this it's really much more of a holistic perspective towards just manufacturing super mm-hmm. heavy I, I i don't know it, it, it just it, it hit me in a way i was not expecting you know yeah yeah meanwhile i don't know suck it bomb <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, exactly. God damn it, man! That's too fucking crazy. So, with all of this cool stuff going on with Citizen, sadly to me, I mean, besides the cool pilot watches they make, when I think of Citizen, I just think of, um, like a boatload of watches at a Macy's or a J.C. Penney, right? Department store watch. That just, I don't know make no sense to me most of the time and that I really don't care about. I just, I, I, I have to wonder how profitable that is for them. Well, we were talking about this off air and, um, um, I want to, I want to kind of like shed light on this a little bit. I think there are more citizen product lines than people realize. Like, I think people think EcoDrive is a product line. No, you know, I think people think, satellite wave gps is a product line no I'm which has at this which has eco drive technology built in oh but of course which of makes course. it even more confusing <laughs> <laughs> but i was looking on this website i think this is uh, this is the the demarcation as far as like the japan home office is concerned and i think maybe they realize some of these model product lines aren't a hit everywhere else in the world which is why they just show us like the pro masters and the the skyhawks and the blue angels and everything like that yeah. but i'm looking at eight of them right here i'm going to just list these um list these uh model you know product lines off so the first one is just the main one the citizen which is like you know uh, like like the basic one there's a product line called the exceed i don't know what that what? means there's one there's e-x-c-e-e-d i'm going to read a little blurb here Reliable quality and refined design worthy of mature consumers who desire authenticity. Uh, there's, an, <laughs> there's another product line. This one I have heard of, actually. It's called Attesa, A-T-T-E-S-A. Um, sporty, elegant design features uh, that have uh, innovative technology. I think when I see like a satellite wave in like a department store in a Macy's, I think it's part of this line, Attesa, A-T-T-E-S-A. Um, there's ProMaster, which we all know and love. There's Independent, which you and I were just looking at off air <laughs> as, I, as I kick my microphone. Um, independent, um, these are just really odd, just very approachable, almost like fashion watches, but with citizen technology. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. This is one I did not know existed. It's very interesting. I do not know who the target demographic is. It's called Club La Mer, mechanical movement collection inspired by the Mediterranean Sea lifestyle. Not even the fucking sea, Michael. The lifestyle. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, I just want to get myself a yacht and, uh, I don't know. Dude, I want some Grey Goose on ice. I want some oysters on ice. I just want the sound of the ocean on my, on my, on my, you know, on my hundred foot sailboats. Maybe my schooner. Depends we, we, how we We feel. don't invite the wives. 
I mean, they'll be serving us drinks. That's the Mediterranean lifestyle, right? It's just Dude, us my, and the if pets. My, if my wife was here and she heard me say that, she would stab me in the neck with the pen. With her, dis- <laughs> with her Disney pen she uses for work. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? She heard me say that shit. All right? She hits me. Hits it's me hard. It's okay. All you're right? safe now. I'm safe now. I'm with, I'm with the people that care about me. There's one more. There's one more. Uh, uh, um, there's two more series I want to talk about. The product lines I'm talking about. This, this, this. The last two. I th- one of them we learned about recently. One of them I just learned about a few minutes ago. It's called this. This one. This one I just learned about a few minutes ago. It's called the Series Eight, and it is the most confounding product line I've ever seen in my life. It, the blurb here houses the latest technology in a simple and modern design. It has. All the bells and whistles for citizen technology, but they're like really weird minimalist watches, but in like Ublo cases, mm. and they're fucking expensive, like two to three thousand dollar USD. Wow, weird. And then the final line, which of uh, the final product line, which Michael, I am obsessed with. I think you also just don't understand why I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. I'm, I'm just. Obsessed. I'm still trying to understand the brand. The final line here, and I kind of consider this their Grand Seiko or their Royal Orient. It's called Campanola. I have no idea if I'm saying that correctly, so I apologize if I'm not. C-A-M-P-A-N-O-L-A. So here's what's really interesting about this brand, Campanola. Camp, Campa, Campanola. You know what I'm saying? Um, these are really expensive watches. So very recently, they've gotten very expensive. And they got very expensive with the acquisition of a company, which you might know more about than I do, but it's this movement manufacturer, this Swiss movement manufacturer that they acquired called Le Jouperet. Le Jouperet? Okay. I had no clue they acquired them. They So Citizen owns them as of, as of uh, the dog deal. The Citizen owns them as of, I think, 2015, and they're making movements just... For the Campanola line. Wow. So if you go on the Campanola website right now, uh, you'll see I think one or two mechanical watches that are I think between six and seven thousand dollars USD. Yeah, those those I did see. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of fucking donuts, man. They're making those these Swiss uh, made movements for those watches. So you so but you've heard this this movement manufacturer before, Le Jeu Perret. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have no idea who they are. How is there another brand they've worked with that I would know? Um probably a bunch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But okay. um interesting. Yeah. But bef- before before these mechanical Campanolas came out, there were they were putting EcoDrive technology in there, but they were still between 2, 3 and 4,000 bucks. But the whole Campanola line, and this is what I love, Michael, is based off space. Like yeah, that I did notice. Ast- astronomy, like space, like all of them have like space and galaxy motifs. But there's something so incredibly authentic and wholesome about it, and almost like like I, I, I what was the um I, I was the first thing I said when we started talking. They looked like Final Fantasy VII bosses. Yes, yes. All these, especially the newer Campanolas, they le- they look like Final Fantasy VII bosses or like Final Fantasy X summons. You know what I mean? <clears throat> It's just, I was just blown away by how many watches they make. But I, I will tell you, Michael, if I one day ever am in a situation where I can afford a $6,000 watch, just to make it very clear, this will never happen, all right? But if I'm ever in a situation where I can afford a $6,000 watch, I think I want to buy one of these Campanolas, man. One of these mechanical Campanolas. It, I'm, I don't know why. They've just, ca- they're Arushi dials. Also. Yeah, yeah. That I, <laughs> that I saw, I saw yesterday. I was pretty surprised by that. Yeah, um, dude. 
with like mother of pearl inlay and they're arushi dials in different colors it's like it to- it totally blew up we'll put all the links to this bullshit yeah no no two are show notes. no two are the same definitely no it's insanity dude yeah I, I you know the thing is i've been trying to find even videos on youtube of just regular kind of hands-on coverage of those watches that i, I can't i can't find it anywhere i don't think any press outlets ever work with them yeah i don't think i don't think they give a shit yeah Le Jeu Perret, I wow, I did not know that Citizen owned them. Um, yeah, I'm gonna read off all the shit corporate corporate divisions of Citizen watch. So there's Japan CBM Corporation. I have no idea what that means. Citizen System and Co. Citizen Miyota, obviously we knew. Citizen Fine Tech, Citizen Semisu. I don't know what that means. Uh, Bulova, Frederick Constant, and then all the companies that they own, Le Jeu Perret, and another watch brand I've never heard of called Arnold and Son. I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big um, that's kind of a big hot horology brand. Um, I think I oh. remember hearing about that. Um, Insane. It's interesting because Le Jeu Perret also. I think Le Jeu Perret was part of the relaunch for Angelus, which yes is a another big time hot te- horology te- brand. Technically, Citizen owns them. I saw. Very because, interesting. Because Le Jeu Perret owns Angelus, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So Citizen owns them as well. It's just, it's just, maybe they think if they buy enough Swiss companies, people will just think they're Swiss. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe that's the thought process, you know? Yeah. Who knows? We've that's, thrown that's a impressive, lot though. Of, it's really interesting. And we've thrown a lot of information at you guys, and I've been getting way too into it, so I, I apologize. But, like, I've just been, like, just so enamored with just reading about all this shit and I've been so pumped to just come on air and talk about it because I had no idea. Citizen is so much more than just EcoDrive and Nighthawk. The yeah. Promaster. Yeah. It's all the shit. And it's just it's just nuts. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah, it's impressive. You're you're making me want one now. I want one. <laughs> we did want to spend a little bit of time. Not not on a campanola. This. <laughs> but, Michael, Michael, Michael. Let's just buy. Let's just let's just pool our resources and just buy one Campanola and share it. You get it for six months, and then I'll get it for six months. You get the you strap. Win. You get the strap for six months, and I'll, I'll take the rest for six months. But then, but then we switch, right? <laughs> then I get. Then yeah, I'll yeah, get you yeah, the strap. Switch. Okay, <laughs> I'll call you back. I'll just put it on. I'll just put it on 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 a, on a five dollar NATO. <laughs> That's too small. You know what I mean? Uh, oh man. I did see one Campanola on eBay. Um, it was thrashed. And the seller, who had a really good rating, acknowledged that it was thrashed. EcoDrive mm. retails for 3000 He lost all the bracelet links. The back of it's gashed. But it's beautiful. 600 bucks. I almost bought it. A uh, Campanola? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I almost bought it. They make quartz ones, right? Yeah. Well, it, well it, it's, it, it's EcoDrive. Oh, okay, okay. Eco Drive retails for like three thousand, and the guy was selling it for six hundred because it was thrashed. So you know? new, it's an Eco Drive that retails for six thousand. Jeez, or three thousand. I apologize, three thousand. Three thousand. Okay. Yeah, that's still a lot of money. Let's be clear. Oh my god. <laughs> the six the six thousand dollar Campanolas are the ones that feature those Le Jupere, uh movements. That's pretty nice. Yeah, but here, um, are there any? Uh, we wanted to spend time. Oh, my cat's here. Mm, sweetheart, mm, it's getting really close to my microphone. 
I want to spend a few minutes. Are there any Citizen Watches? Realistically, I mean, obviously, I just talked about these Campanolas, like, in the event that I somehow stumble upon $6,000 in, like, a suit jacket that I forgot. You know what I mean? But, like, um, are there actual, are there any Citizen Watches out there right now which we're seriously considering? I think we wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about that. Yeah, it's no surprise for me. I just want a Nighthawk. I can't describe why. <laughs> I don't need it, but I just want one. <laughs> Well, I don't want. I, I I don't need that Casio Gravity Master, which is clearly not designed with with people in my profession in mind. But I'm actually surprised I've gone so long in this watch game without buying a Nighthawk. Really? They were like 1:30 on Prime Day a couple weeks oh ago. Oh my god, that's incredible! <laughs> I should have just done it. You should have just done it. That's so cool, man. Whatever. Yeah, that's me. How about you? There's a. Uh, it's not a specific model. I'm obsessed with finding um, an EcoDrive chronograph. And there are a shit ton. Yeah. Like 200 bucks. There was one that I saw a moment ago. Let me see. Where did I, where did I put you? Where did I put you, man? Uh, bu -bu -bu, I'm scrolling, looking for it. I'm not gonna, oh, here it is. Okay. And there are a lot of those. It, but it's fun because you have a lot of really fun choices. So this is... um. Chronograph, EcoDrive, really legible. I love the, the 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 way the hands look. Has some red accents. It's the Citizen uh, reference number CA0649-14E EcoDrive. 147 USD. The thing looks pretty cool. It's very much um, like a sleeper chronograph. It's under the radar. But I feel uh -huh. like it's just, I don't know. I like it a lot. I, I, I In my quest to acquire... Uh, quartz chronograph collection next to, ne next to my Russian watch collection. Ooh, I like I this. this. I think it's. I think it would be a fun addition. You know, really would be. And it, it's for. It says forty nine case diameter, but I don't believe that. I think it's really forty two, like some of the other ones, and it's forty nine lug to lug, or it's forty nine with the crown. Yeah, it looks like a. It's like a forty two. It looks like a forty two. It comes. It looks like it comes with a black or a white dial, also. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like the red accent. I dig it. The, the strap looks really nice too. Yeah, looks comfy. You know, so this is the one that I'm. 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 Maybe I'll get if I get a if I get a gift card for Christmas that has 150 bucks on it, or if I get 17 Amazon gift cards that have 10 dollars on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's let's whatever. The, let's find one in Hong Kong, dude. Whatever the case, dude. That's a, that's one of the missions that we. So in the beginning of the show, we talked about <clears throat> like art like missions we have in Hong Kong. One of the missions that Michael and I have, and I can't remember if we talked about this on air, is we want to buy a watch. We want to buy something super interesting. Um, I really want to find like an Orient Neo 70s or um, a limited edition Orient that I wouldn't necessarily be able to get anywhere else. I'm even open to, to after after today's episode, I'm open to looking for cool citizens as well. I think you're in the same camp. You're looking for a cool Orient, right? Yeah, I would totally pick up... Um... Like a panda Neo 70s chronograph. Like yours, but just a panda. There's also a blue one with uh, yellow accents, which is pretty there's nice. A few, there's a few versions. Um, there's one that's like a baby powder blue, but the case is bigger, and it's uh, oh, like a one one hundredth of a second chronograph, so the hand goes like like super fast as it counts, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a red one, there's a green one. But it's green and gold, so that's kind of hard to pull off if you're not the Seiko Alpinus. Blessings be upon you, mate. Rest in peace. <laughs> um... What's our price range? 
I'm comfortable in like three to four hundred USD, which I might, I'm not comfortable in. I might try to go less for less than that. I don't know. Well, I'm afraid I'm gonna find something incredible from the Orient Star line, and it's gonna be out of my like two hundred dollar USD budget. That's you know what funny. I mean? So I'm trying to like prepare. That was just that was just on my mind. It's funny that you said that. I was like, oh, there might be a cool Orient Star. No, I mean, really, if I find uh if I find a Nighthawk over there, I might pick it up. That'd be cool. That, yeah. That'd be a great, like, memory watch. You finally pulled the trigger on the Nighthawk yeah. in Hong Kong. Yeah, it'd be know? pretty sweet. Cool watch to get while you're traveling. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I we threw a lot of information at you guys. <clears throat> I might have talked way too much. Michael, I'm sorry if I talked way too much. but um, You never talk way too much. Mm, tell it to my parents. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've heard differently from folks who supposedly love me. <laughs> Thank God they don't listen to this show. Um, the brand citizen, I think, is much more multifaceted than people realize. There is no way in, in, in blue hell we could capture the entire ethos of the brand in this one episode. But what I hope is that we gave you guys an idea of just, you know, how deep... How deep this ocean is how deep the well goes with this brand there's so much to learn there's so much to explore you unfortunately just have to do a little bit of digging like a lot of the stuff that you would just get from going through and hanging out in a department store or even just going on like the citizen usa website it's not gonna be helpful like a lot of the stuff i learned from the citizen like japanese website we'll put links in the bio and everything like that or in the in the links in the in the show notes um, a lot of stuff I just learned from like Rakuten, you know, which is like a Japanese sort of seller auction site, mm-hmm. like eBay slash Amazon for, for, for Japan specifically. Um, a lot of it was just, you know, Wikipedia hunting, like like learning how many companies Citizen owned. You know, that was all just through like Wikipedia dives and then obviously Wuss. We'll collate all of this information and we'll put it in there and, um, you know, really looking forward to hearing everyone's opinion on the show. If everyone, if anyone already knew the stuff about Citizen totally let us know let us know how much more we're missing i would love to hear from people who are like hardcore citizen collectors you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely i think that would be i think that'd be so much fun god i'm choking over here sorry but um what was he gonna say i lost my train of thought because i was choking it's all good i'm still still having fun literally choking <laughs> um we're looking forward to hearing your much thoughts on the show if anyone has a citizen that might be considered quote-unquote not a normal citizen you know like like maybe like a not nighthawk or something like that yeah let us know what's up um you know should michael and i pull the trigger on these citizens now or should we find cool shit in hong kong um let me see what else looking at my looking at my personnel notes here um oh in addition also um Check out the website for those two write-ups, the one on the new Glycine Airman number ones on Mastrop. About fucking time. It's a little question mark with Mastrop, but whatever. Yeah. Um, also check out the Gravity Master uh, GRB100 write-up I had done. Um, those just went on sale. Really, really cool. If anyone's tried one on or if anyone has any experience with those, let me know. Also, if you think those things actually have like a real-world practical application for aviation lifestyle or aviation professionals let me know like i want to know if that thing's actually authentic to the audience they're trying to cater towards you know Mm -hmm. and um i think that's it i think i'm i I, i'm not sure what else to recap i i don't want to go i want to keep talking about citizen i want to i want to read more off their event environmental policies (laughs) (laughs) let's read them to each other over milk and cookies 
Yeah, dude, I'm down. Be- 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 Becky made cookies, made cookies last night. I'll go get some. <laughs> what is this? Evaluation criteria for eco-friendly products. What is this? Dude, it's a checklist. It's a checklist for, for, for you know, making their products more eco-friendly. So pre-certification for products, energy savings, resources, recyclability, long-term usability, environmental friendliness, packaging. This is just ridiculous. Oh, and they do their best to make sure wherever, whatever country they ship watches to, that they're adhering to that country's individual environmental policies. That's insane. Hermes isn't doing that. No, dude. Hermes is <laughs> boiling calves alive and turning the goop into straps or whatever. Whatever you, however you make straps. I don't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a strapologist or a, or a calfologist. I am a boilologist. I boiled a lot of pasta in my time. But I will say I'm a <laughs> hashtag not vegan. I am a boilologist. Uh, yeah, man. We're looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on the show. And um, I guess it's time. Oh, also. Um, Huge thank you to everyone that's contributed to us on Patreon the past couple weeks. A lot of people have gone and done that. That really, really means a lot. Also, thank you to everyone that's been using our um, Amazon affiliate link. Um, oh, also, officially, I we mentioned this on the live stream, but I didn't get the chance to mention it on the show. Michael and I um, have an official Amazon page, which is weird. Um, it's Amazon.com slash shop slash uh, two broke wash knobs. So if you just go there and then just go and do your normal shopping or whatever, we basically get that affiliate like finder's fee that um, we've been talking about and everything like that. If you have any questions on how the Amazon affiliate link thing works, just let me know. But in a nutshell, basically you use that link. You don't do anything extra. You don't pay anything extra. And Amazon basically you, like pays us a finder's fee for sending traffic, you know, their way. And yeah. it's something that a lot of you guys have asked for as a way to support the show without paying anything extra, just doing what you normally do. So mm-hmm. just wanted to put that out there. Is there anything I'm forgetting now, Michael? Well, I think that's, that's it. I think that's it. I've talked far too much, regardless of what you say. Talked far too much. Is it time? Is it that sad time? I love you, Kaz. Don't worry. I love you, man. I'm going to Hong Kong, dog. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, do, we're gonna Hong Kong. Oh, did you uh, a user sent us a video on like vegan food in Hong Kong? I did. did. Watch I, I watched the whole thing. I'm very Was it excited. Useful? Yeah, yeah. Some of those places are actually walking distance from where we're staying, so I'm stoked. Awesome. Thank you so much for sending that video in. That was that was huge because I was legitimately worried that I, I would have to like forage for you. Like I really would. <laughs> I was not sure what you were. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. Let's go hunt some if, vegetables. <laughs> right? I would walk out there with some scissors and a stapler and just club eggplant to death. Like, uh, or however you forage. I'm not, I'm not like sure. So I do. I, I do. I, uh, every Saturday we club eggplants to death. That's, <laughs> it's a thing here. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with the idea of clubbing <laughs> sentient things to death. The phrase is just so funny to me because it's almost like a Looney Tunes image. It is You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, here, it's that sad, sad time. I'll let you go, Michael. Let everyone else get back to their days. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you had a good time, definitely let us know in the comments um, on the website. You can let us know on Instagram. You can also let us know in our Facebook group. If you can't find the Facebook group, let me know. Um, You can contact us also by email. Uh, The email is tbws.contact at gmail.com. Again, tbws.contact. Uh, dot contact at gmail.com and that Amazon link again our personal Amazon link again it's amazon.com slash shop slash two book wash knobs also if you can't find that let us know what's up and um, yeah we we're looking forward to hearing from everyone I think this was a fun one it was really fun thanks for listening right. guys my name is Mike and this is Kaz 
Peace.